My money machine go beep, I love the sound that it make Plus all these racks and count, I think that my machine bout to break Secure the bag, yeah, that's the brand, and we get to the bag These private flights, Miami nice That's right, family, this is the Get to the Bag Podcast And I'm your man, Mr. Tayswear here once again Mr. STB, secure the bag, Mr. Help You for free Because that's what I want to do, right? Um, This is another very probably one of the most special podcasts that i'm going to do because i kind of wanted to hold out on talking about this this is not a topic any of you sent me this is not about anything you are well maybe it's about something you wanted to know about and that's me being sick right remember i told you i almost died uh back in january 2022 right i almost died near, near death experience and a lot of you are like, whoa, what happened, what happened, what happened, what happened? I told you, I said, you know, I'll talk about it, you know, in due time. And the reason why I wanted to wait to be totally transparent is because I wanted to drop something heavy on you, right? Something heavy and really pull people. I wanted it all to kind of clear out first. One, so you wouldn't be worried about me. But two, I wanted to all clear out so I can show you how I'm going to say the universe you can use God, you can use the ancestors, whatever you feel like you believe in, but how they kind of help this play out in my life as well. Because I, I, I like to show you how I go through, you know, downfalls and how I'm lifted out of them based on how I move, based on how things happen. And it's just honestly just based on what I like to call good karma. I do right by people. I run an ethical business. I treat people with the utmost respect because I treat people how I want to be treated. And I really think that it comes back tenfold, right? That's not why I do it. It's just because I want to. I want to be a good person, genuinely. So I wanted to wait until it did play out, so I can talk about the downfall and how it played out, right? So we're gonna talk about that today. And for those of you all who don't know how it even like came about, we're gonna go through it. How it came about. We're gonna go through what happened. We're going to go through what I did to kind of recover from it. And we're going to go through what not only I'm doing, but what you can do to avoid it, if you will. Right. So without further ado. Let's get into the. First of all, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I get started, let me say this. If you have a topic. If you have a question. What you can do. Give me a five star rating, baby. Five star review. And in that review, make sure you put your topic or your question you want me to answer. Right. You know, I have to say that. You know, I have to say that. Now, outside of that, without further ado, <laughs> let's get into the topic. So what happened, Tay? What happened? What happened? How'd you almost die? Well, just quite frankly, and just to kill the suspense. I had a stroke. That's right. I had a blood clot develop that ran to my brain. The blood clot ran to my brain and it cut off the oxygen to my brain. And I had a stroke. Literally, my the way I knew it was happening is my left arm fell off the bed while I was asleep. Right. And I looked at my left arm like, hey, get up here right you just fell off the bed get up here and my left arm would not move 
And I literally had to take my right hand, grab my left arm, and pick it back up to put it on the bed. And that is when I knew, holy shit. Felicia, take me to the hospital. <laughs> Some ain't right. Some ain't right. And one of my best friends, luckily, um, I have a really, 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 really good friend. He's like a brother uh, who's a, a, sur a surgeon, an orthopedic surgeon. And he's very um, well versed with, uh, you know, the the nerves, the nervous system, the you know, brain, et cetera. Et cetera. His brother, because his brother is actually a brain surgeon, so he knows a lot, you know, when it comes to the brain and blood clots and yada yada yada. So you know, I message him, and he's like, "Yeah, bro, you know, here's what we're gonna do." Yada yada yada. Had a great plan. I ended up going to the hospital, right? So that to kill the suspense, that's ultimately what happened. But how did we get there? What do I feel happened? What do you think happened, Tay? How did you get there? What went on? How did you recover? What else happened, right? Because for those of you who don't know, uh, in most cases, when you have a stroke, yeah, your whole left side shuts down pretty much, right? You get the kind of juke, the droopy, you know, left part of your lip kind of starts drooping. So even when you smile or talk, you just it just goes away. You know, the left side of your face kind of droops. Your leg starts so... As it developed, I lost um, feeling in my left leg. And when I got to the hospital, I, I got out of the car. And we were in a Rolls Royce truck, actually. She dropped, you know, she took the truck. And I got out of the truck. And I put weight on my left leg. And I fell. Boom. Hit the front. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fucked up. <laughs> I knew then. I was like, shit. This is not right. Luckily, she had already went and got a wheelchair just in case. But me, being the type of man I am, I'm one of those, like, brute, like, I refuse to fucking stay down. So I muscled myself up into the fucking wheelchair. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I got to get through this, right? So I muscled myself into the wheelchair. She pushes me into the hospital. And basically, we go in and ask me all these questions, you know, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. You know, what's, you know, what's today's date? Where are you? You know, what city are you in? What's, you know, <laughs> what year is it? Blah, blah, blah. And of course, I get all of it right. And they're like, I mean, yeah, you had a, you know, it seems like you had a stroke, but like your brain is still sharp, <laughs> right? Which I was absolutely thankful for. And as I go through the hospital, I'm, I'm only thinking, like, what the fuck is going on? Honestly, I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on? How did this happen to me? Right? How does this happen to me? So we're going through, you know, they start asking me questions about like, what do you think? You know, da, 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 da. Cause I know a lot of you all are thinking like, how the fuck you get to a stroke though? Like you're not, you know, I'm vegan. I'm not, a, I mean, I'm plant-based vegan. So like, I'm not unhealthy or anything. So how the fuck you have a stroke, Tay? Well, as we go through, see, I didn't know this, but as we go through and I'm answering questions, they're like, Hey, did you have a certain type of virus? I won't say the name because I don't want to get blocked or whatever they're doing to people who say the word. But did you have a certain virus that ends in the number 19? And I was like, yeah, actually, I had uh, the, the latest variant of it. Right. Because this is when everybody started getting it. Like there was like one wave. And if you know about viruses, see, keep in mind, y'all remember I, I was a vegan trainer. So I know my shit when it comes to viruses and health and da, da, da. The way viruses work 
is one, the virus, you know, first strand comes out, it's strong, right? But the whole like goal of a virus is to thrive, right? Self-preservation, like all of us. <laughs> so the virus, you know, if it starts knocking people off, it starts to mutate because it's like, hey, I want to be around. This is what a virus is saying. I want to be around. I I'm not looking to knock off everybody because if I give you or if you get the virus and I knock you off, then the virus doesn't survive. So it needs to be able to, it starts mutating so it can jump from host to host. And before you know it, because it wants to survive, it starts getting a little bit more or a little bit less um, deadly, but it spreads to more people. And that's what, that's what this virus, this particular 19th virus did. Now, so I ended up getting it, you know, I shake my head right now because I kept my ass in Puerto Rico pretty much through the whole fucking pandemic. The whole pandemic, I kept my ass in Puerto Rico. Why? Because I'm in a fucking bubble here. Right? I'm in a bubble. They won't let you on the island unless you have a negative COVID test and you know yada yada yada, right? Anyway. Fuck I said the word. But <laughs> anyway, I get here. Well, I'm here. I'm here the whole time, pretty much the whole pandemic. And for the most part, everything's great. I'm not in contact with anybody. Everything's great. Well, here here we go where <laughs> We want to bring in the new year in Miami, right? So I take a private jet to Miami because I didn't want to be exposed to anybody on a regular plane, commercial flight. And to be honest, I didn't want to wear, my, you know, a fucking mask for two, three hours in the air. So you take a private jet where you're not exposed to anybody. So we take a private jet in and we get ready to, you know, hang out with some friends and pretty much, you know, enjoy the new year, going into the new year. So this is around December, you know, end of December 2021. Well, little known to me, we meet up with some friends who just fucking got over the virus. Which is how I got it, right? We're hugging. Hey, nice to see you. Yada, 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 right? And here I am. And you know how I'm not sure if anybody's ever been there. But you know how something happens to you and you feel it as soon as it happens. It could be something that, you know, you don't pick up on until later down the line, but it happens to you and you pick up on it as soon as it happens. For example, I've heard stories of like people who are like married or who are having kids or looking to have kids. They'll, you know, they'll have sex. They do their thing and then they go, man, I felt the moment I impregnated her or the moment she was pregnant. She felt it. Right. I've, I've kind of, you know, heard that before. And same thing. I've heard people say, man, I came in contact with a person and I felt instantly when I got sick. Instantly. And that kind of happened. It kind of happened to me. And I, I told Felicia, I said, I think I'm about to get sick <laughs> before it happened. I said, I think I just I just got something and I'm about to get sick. And so I started coughing and, you know, the whole thing starts out and come to find out i had it right i had the virus i had the virus that was going around well speeding back up to you know when the stroke happened when i was in the hospital and they were asking me questions they asked me questions 
And I didn't know why they were asking. And they were like, hey, have you come in contact? Have you had the virus? Like, you know, or, or are you vaccinated? Yada, yada, yada. And I was like, yeah, I just, I just had the virus. As a matter of fact, I probably still could test, you know, positive for if you test me right now. Because, I mean, this was not even a couple of days ago. And they were like, okay, we ask you that because we've noticed quite a few people have a stroke after getting the virus and i'm like come again <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about right and honestly for a while even going through this whole situation i didn't believe it until first of all my my best friend who's a surgeon one of my best friends who's a surgeon that i told you about he one he told me he was like no they're right like it's been shown that some people you know can get a blood clot especially if they don't walk like get up and walk a lot like if you're just laying there which i did you know i was i was hella sick i'm coughing a lot um you know fever for me you know in a in a normal you know sickness i've been told or the way i get rid of it is you know i do a little juicing a little juice fast maybe even you know uh i'm not gonna say organic but uh but uh as as organic as possible, uh, hotty toddy, something like that, right? And you sweat that shit out and you lay down. So that's what I did. You know, I didn't sweat it out, but I, I laid down and I did some of the protocols that I knew could, you know, neutralize what I was dealing with. Well, um, <laughs> I laid there and I laid there and I laid there for about two weeks, right? And, you know, I got up here and there, but I didn't have an appetite. I wasn't doing a lot of stuff. But I was laying there a lot. I was laying down a lot you know trading the stock market still so that's the, that's the best part about it well i was sick for three weeks i was still trading the stock market i was still sending out plays to stb as a matter of fact i called spy puts and we made a crap ton of money on spy puts right before the market fell while i was in the middle of this sickness right so shout out to everybody in stb who made a crap ton of money on the market falling as i called that uh spy put play but anyway I'm on my phone and I'm just laying down. I'm just resting and trying to recoup. Well, little did I know that, you know, laying down with this virus and, and not getting up every, you know, I, I've now that I did my research, I found that you need to get up like every 30 minutes and walk, right? Every 30 minutes you should get up and walk. And, you know, I'm, I didn't look that shit up. I was just like, hey, I'm gonna just chill out, you know, do some work and just nap all day and take naps. Well, that's what led to the blood clot and as a matter of fact what happens so what a lot of people don't know is before you actually you know have a stroke what happens a lot of time is the body or what the way the body's trying to tell you hey we're having a blood clot a lot of times is you'll get a, a nosebleed and that's what happened to me so so you know i'm blowing my nose you know and i'm coughing up stuff so i'm thinking oh like i'm just you know hacking up stuff and blowing my nose too much Maybe my nose is irritated. So I get a nosebleed. I get a nosebleed and literally like two, three days later, 48, 72 hours later, yeah, I lose feeling in my arm. And that's when I knew, oh shit, something's not right. Um, but long story short, yeah, the doctors are telling me, yes, you are not the first person with this virus who we've seen have a stroke. And once again, I wouldn't have believed it if it wasn't for my friend, telling me yes that's exactly what happens and here recently uh that same surgeon friend of mine sends me a link 
to Justin Bieber's girlfriend or wife, she just had a stroke as well. And what happened? You know, this is a little skinny girl who, you know, I think Justin Bieber for a while was vegan or vegetarian. So these, these, you know, pretty healthy people, you know, I don't know about, you know, some celebrities, they do drugs or whatever. But long story short, Bieber had to cancel a few of his shows on tour because he had the virus and then she ended up getting it and she ended up getting a stroke right so she had oh, same situation she had a blood clot blood clot went to her brain she had a stroke and boom laid her out right so now i'm thinking man this is this is something that does happen right i'm starting to think to myself like holy shit like this is real like it's nothing really that i you know did wrong um as far as like stroke wise go now are there things that i could have done and that i am actively doing to um further prevent anything from happening like that ever again absolutely we'll get we'll go through that here in a few um but yeah this is this is something that happened and it happened to a point where yeah i you know i feel like almost you know i mean you know they say you can see the white light <laughs> i'm not saying i saw a white light or anything but yeah it gets it got to a moment where i was like is this it <laughs> Is this it? And literally, I, you know, I had this feeling of, man, if you make it through this, you're supposed to be here. Because this is right around the time, for those of you who don't know, this is around the time where I was talking about retiring and closing the doors, doors to STB. I was still going to work with my people who are in STB, but I was not going to let anybody else in STB. I didn't want to do any more, you know, paid promotion or no, like paid stuff where you have to come, where you have to pay me and I have to deliver a service. I was like, I'm done. Like, I got the stock market. I got real estate. I'm sitting on a nice amount of money. Like, I'm I'm done. I'm retiring, and I'm a you know, ride off into the sunset with my beautiful queen. That was that was the plan, and yeah, having this happen to me, it was almost like for those of you who believe in fate and God and the universe and energy and all that stuff, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. I, I had this feeling come over me where it's like, now I'm going to take you through this. <laughs> I'm going to take you through this and I'm going to bring you back out just to show you that I'm not done with you. Like, you're not done. You're not retiring. You're here for a reason. You got to keep teaching. You got to keep doing things to show people the way you are built. I built you the way you are. Because you are a change agent for a lot of people. People need to see what you are doing and people need to experience you. They need you. They need you to teach them the way. I'm not letting you go that easy. Right? So I'm like, damn. So I get out. Now, for recovery, people are like, well, shit, tell you, I mean, you had a stroke, buddy. Like, how, how, how are you? <laughs> right? Oh, I'm totally fine. Right? I'm great. And between my surgeon friend my you know you know i paid money you know i got i got the money the resources to like really check myself out make sure think everything's all right and all of the the tests and studies and everything that that we did came back like like nothing actually happened and they're like damn you really bounced back from this and of course all of them all the neurologists and everybody they're like yeah luckily you're luckily you're vegan luckily you you know you are very healthy luckily you work out a lot luckily you're resilient you're young you're 33 right all of these things had to you know basically factor in in my recovery 
And I say that because after the stroke, literally 48 hours, I was back up doing push-ups, walking around. Everything was back. And they were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I feel great. Like, I'm fine. And I'm like, people who usually have a stroke, especially the one you had, which is where it goes to the brain, you know, um, they're like, <laughs> they don't usually get up that quick and get back to normal life. You know, they can't even put T-shirts on. They made me like brush my teeth. Like, hey, we need to see you brush your teeth and wash yourself up. Right. So I'm sitting here like, you know, washing up in front of them and I'm putting my shirt on and brushing my teeth, getting dressed, putting because honestly, yeah, it was hard to put socks on by myself because I couldn't feel my left hand. right? I couldn't feel my left side. So I couldn't grab the sock to put it on. <laughs> right. So literally I couldn't put a sock on by myself down there. I couldn't put a shirt on because, hey, you can't lift your arm up to get it through the fucking sleeve. Like literally like there are things that you can't do when you have a stroke. And a lot of people who have strokes, they can't do these things. And as a matter of fact, they have a permanent kind of like droop on their left side. It leaves a permanent mark, right? Me, if you look at me, you can't even tell I had a stroke. So I'm very blessed. I'm very thankful. And I'm very, you know, <laughs> I'm going to continue to be thankful and do things that, you know, are proactive, right? Which is what I want to get into next. Because one, one thing that I do want to say is I and I knew better than, I, I I know fucking better than this right I know better um I had got to a point where I was in the middle of my next financial goal right I put it out there I'm not going to talk about it right now cuz it's not the it's not the topic but I I set another financial goal a big goal Right. I was getting ready to jump to the next level and I was, you know, going through real estate and stock market and just doing all of these things super busy. And when I get in that mode and you've probably heard me talk about it before, but of course, you know, I know my lesson now. When I when I talked about it previously. I've talked about how. When I'm in the middle of my goal, if I'm shooting for nine figures, ten figures. Right. I'm like everything else get put on hold. Right. Until I accomplish this goal. And when I come out and you see I'm back skinny and I got my abs and everything's back. Right. You know, I accomplished my goal because that comes first. And as someone who knew better, someone who was a trainer, I'm still a nutritionist. Shit, that doesn't go away. Nutritionist, trainer, you know, and I've been in the industry for over 12 years. And I used to talk all of the same shit to rich people who were like killing themselves basically with what they were eating i literally disregarded everything i used to teach which is part of the lesson here because i want to let people know that no matter how much you know no matter how much you know experience you have whatever there's still always times or things that you need somebody tapping on your back saying hey don't forget this you need to be reminded sometimes hey, you need a coach but you need those things to keep you accountable because me i kind of start just you know it wasn't a i let myself go type of thing but it was like hey you know and i and i communicate this even with uh felicia you know and i say i say look babe i'm getting ready to go into this you know i call it i call it monk mode where i'm like look i'm getting to go into this super focused like area to where it's just business 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 and you know we'll still kind of do like our date nights on fridays but you know 
you might not see me till Friday type of thing, <laughs> right? Uh, and I'm exaggerating, but seriously, like, it's like, hey, like, I'm getting ready to grind. Um, and inside of that, you know, I'm not tracking macros. I'm not counting. I'm not counting my fucking carbs. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm like, no, grind, 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 grind. Hey, bring me two acai bowls. I'm hungry because that's one of my go-tos, right? Bring me two acai bowls. Bring me, uh, what's something else I used to eat? Oh, um, my, my go-to, especially when I'm like super busy, especially when I'm either here in Puerto Rico or when I'm back in Miami, we have like our go-to areas where I, I say, bring me two acai bowls. And then when, you know, once that's, cause I still eat in a window. And then once that's over, I'll eat usually, um, there's a place that I get like these burritos. And I say, hey, bring me uh, spinach, rice on my burrito. So make a burrito, spinach, rice, black beans. Um, I usually add, uh, what is that? I can't remember what am I thinking about. Oh, and we call it mufongo, like a mufongo here in uh, Puerto Rico, but like a mufongo or kind of like a sweet plantain. We put a, a sweet plantain on there. Um, you know, guacamole, like the whole thing. Right? I make this beautiful burrito. I usually eat two of those burritos, and then probably after I drink a protein shake. That's kind of like my meal. Like if I'm if I'm grinding, that's what I eat, right? Two acai bowls, two big burritos, and a big protein shake after, right? Well, some of you actually are probably like, damn, that's pretty healthy though. Like, I don't see how you gain weight on that. Well, I did. Why? Because that's a lot. That's a shit ton of carbs. Like, I just be honest with you. As a as a trained professional, I know that's a shit ton of carbs. That's a lot of carbs, especially if I'm just working and not really working out. Because when I'm in, in the middle of my goals, I don't spend a lot of time in the gym. I might go touch the waist a little bit, maybe do a little walking on the treadmill or something. But it's not like I need all of those fucking carbs. And yeah, I gain weight. I gain weight. And once again, I knew better than that, right? It's like, bro, you got to watch it still. Because for those of you who don't know, I'm a recovering fat boy, right? I used to be 320 pounds. It may not look like it now, but I used to be 320 pounds. And even now, I still, you know, tread around. I, I will bounce between 195 to about two. The, the heaviest I've been in a long time was 260, right? But right now, I'm sitting at about 230, 230, 235. Um, so long story short. I should I should never be at 260. I should never be at 260. And going into it before I got, I got the virus, I was in that grind mode, right? And I'm enjoying stuff. So even when I'm not grinding and I did take time off, I'm like, hey, let's go out with friends, yada yada yada. I don't drink. I'm still fairly healthy, but you know, I might have a, ve a veggie burger here and there, or you know, some French fries. And I'm still a big guy. I'm still an athlete, so I eat big. So I'm like, hey, give me two veggie burgers, two sides of French fries, um, you know. If we go to a place like, uh, what's that place called? It's like a burger joint, joint that has like a vegan uh, milkshake. I'm like, hey, give me a vegan milkshake. Nothing too crazy, but just, you know, not it's not an everyday thing. But, yeah, we go out, we do our thing. And I'm like, I know better than that, though. I haven't been working out. I haven't been, you know, I've been eating a shit ton of carbs. And as a fat boy, I can't eat that many carbs. <laughs> right? Because there's something called satellite cells, which basically says that, hey, even though you lose the weight, your body has the memory that says, hey, you used to be big, which means I know the capacity of what you can hold. And basically what happens is I want to explain this because some of you are going through this. Right. That's what this podcast is about. It's me teaching you or, or giving you my experience and teaching you what I do and how I come from it and helping you to get to the back in health, 
wealth, and relationships. So we're talking about health today. And basically what a satellite cell is, it's basically a fat cell that has memory, right? And to give it to you in a very simplistic form, if you have a, a sack for potatoes and the sack is stretchy, right? And you fill that sack up and it holds 10 pounds of potatoes. It's like, okay, cool. We know we can hold 10 pounds of potatoes. So if you take those potatoes out and it goes down to one pound of potato, the bag still knows it can hold 10 pounds of potatoes. Well, what we do when we get fat, when we start getting fat, what we do is we start stuffing that bag with more than 10 pounds. So we take a 10 pound bag of potatoes and we start stretching it by putting more weight in that bag. And what we do is we go, oh, now it's 20 pounds, right? It's 20 pounds of potatoes. So now that bag knows it can hold 20 pounds of potatoes, right? So if you empty that bag, it doesn't matter. The bag still knows, hey, we got the capacity to do 20 pounds of potatoes. Well, this is how the body works. So the body works the same way, 20 pounds of potatoes. So if you get to 320 pounds, you can get down to 180, but the body still knows, hey, we have the ability to hold and store 320 pounds. So if you eat a little crazy, your body will start catching up with that, right? It'll start slowly putting that weight back on so this is what happens when people who lost a lot of weight eat too many carbs and that happened to me right so i say i know i know better right i know the science i know all of the stuff i just got lost in the money which is why i have to talk about this today because we should not be letting money or success financial success get in the way of our health right and if i had to go through it just to make it make sense for you and, and wake your ass up it was worth it <laughs> Right. Because it's what I'm here for. Once again, I told you, you know, most high that the universe, they were like, hey, I'm going to take you through this so you can teach some other people and they can see I'm not fucking around. Right. Tay's here for a reason. Y'all listen to him. So this is what happened. So me knowing that I can't eat that many carbs and then going into uh, Miami too heavy at like 260, me going into Miami at 260 it opened me up for, you know, the virus. So maybe the virus wouldn't hit me as hard if I wasn't so fucking heavy, right? If I wasn't so fucking out of shape. If I would have been my normal self, you know, 205, 210, lean, abs, you know, or at least a flat stomach, I would have been great. I, I would have I would have shrugged that fucking virus off, you know, three or four days, a couple coughs, <coughs> and I'm out of there, right? Because guess what? That's what my queen did. The queen, she, you know, she eats same way. You know, we eat really healthy. Um, we eat the same stuff because we're always together. But guess what? She didn't gain any weight. She stayed skinny, right? She stayed very lean. She still had her abs. Everything looked great. So when she got the same fucking virus I got, she shrugged it off. She coughed maybe five times <laughs> i heard five coughs and she was over it right it put me down for three weeks and then gave me a fucking blood clot so i'm saying all of this because nine times out of ten if i would have been my normal slender lean self that would have not happened right that would not happen it wouldn't happen guaranteed 
And even with that being said, if it wouldn't happen, if I wouldn't have had the virus for three weeks, I would not have laid down so long because the laying down in conjunction with the virus is what gave me the blood clot. So I wouldn't have got the blood clot and I wouldn't have fucking had a stroke. Right. So you see how I reverse engineer this thing to show like, hey, you doing these things is what led you to that stroke. Which is why I take my shit even I'm, I'm very serious about my health, but even more now. Because now it wasn't a a lot of us. And the reason why I mention this is because a lot of us. We tend to. What's the word I'm looking for? We, we tend not to do things proactively. We tend to wait till something happens and then we go, okay, I'll clean up my diet now. I'll go vegan now. I'll, you know, I'll eat more plant-based now, whatever. I, you know, oh, I see my mom caught cancer or I got cancer or whatever. Let me, let me eat. Let me change my diet, right? We're, we're very seldom, you know, proactive in this approach with things. And that's kind of my goal is to get a lot of more of us to kind of live through me. Live through what I had to experience. Live through what other family members had to experience. And maybe just say, man, let me be a little bit more proactive with this shit. So, you know, that being said, if I was a little bit more proactive, knowing I was going into a place, you know, I mean, we were in a space, period, in a time where there was a virus going around, a deadly virus going around. And I should have been making myself as, you know, warrior proof, virus proof as possible. But instead, I, I was focused on the money. I was focused on getting to the next level, generational wealth, all of that, you know, good stuff. And when you neglect something or a piece of that get to the bag pie is what I'll call it. When you neglect a piece of the get to the bag formula, yes, things fall off. Things will fall off and things will hit you hard. So if you neglect the wealth building long enough because you working on your health, you're working on your relationship. Yeah, things are going to go bad. You'll lose your relationship. <laughs> You'll lose your health. If you work on the, you know, the money and, you know, maybe your health a little bit too much and you don't spend time with the relationships in your life, friends, family, loved ones, uh your girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. Yeah, you'll fuck around and lose your your husband or wife. You'll fuck around and get a divorce. You'll fuck around and, you know, lose family members. They'll leave you or whatever, right? This is what happens. We can't neglect any one of these too long. Now, I'm still I'm still all about like, hey, balance is BS. I'll be honest with you. Right. To to juggle everything in that pie on a day to day basis is it's not it's not possible. It's not possible if you want to do really great things. If you want to just be average or somewhere around average. Yes. Balance is everything. You can do it. But if you want to be exceptionally well in something, whether it's a sport, whether it's making money, whatever, you got to spend a little extra time on it. But what I need you to do is create balance on a macro level. The diet still needs to be there, right? The the working out still needs to be there. The relationship building still needs to be there. We have to make time for all of these things as we build each, you know, bracket, right? So this is what happened to me. This is what went down. So when I tell you I felt, you know, I almost died and I feel like I, I'm still here for a reason. I'm still here for a reason. For those of you who are wondering, say, how you feeling now? Are you okay? Everything is great. Everything is great. I'm back literally like nothing happened. 
I snap back in 48 hours and literally I feel like nothing happened. My face is fine. My left side is fine. Everything is fine, right? I'm still knocking Felicia down. <laughs> Everything's fine, <laughs> right? Everything is great. I'm back in the gym. You know, I'm doing everything I was doing at first, you know, knocking out new, you know, personal records in the gym. Nothing has changed pretty much, right? I just had a blip in a timeline that made me wake my ass up, right? It made me wake my ass up and get my shit together, right? So I got my chef. He's making everything to the T. Everything to the T. Hey, I need all of these macros on point. And instead of saying, hey, we'll go out to eat, you know, on the road, don't worry about coming with me, chef. Or don't worry about what I got going on, chef. You good. We'll eat out. We'll eat veggie burgers and french fries when we get there. No, sir. No, sir. The place I am right now in my life, either he need to be making everything or I need to have an option where I can get pretty much the same stuff. Low carb. You know, nice macros, some good protein, some good fiber, some good fats, like really just getting all the good stuff, right? Keeping the workouts going. Maybe I won't spend three hours in the gym, but you bet your ass I'm going to spend at least an hour a day, right? I can I can create an hour a day. So everything's back on point. Uh, for those of you who are wondering how much weight I'm, I'm down now, I'm a, uh, from 260 at the beginning of the year. I'm down to about 230 now, uh, 229. My goal is to get back under 210. And that, cause that's like my, my good range. That's when I got some muscle, but I also got some, you know, some leanness. I got my abs showing, things start getting leaner. My face start, you know, that, that facial structure starts to suck in. I look like I got a nice little, you know, model face. Uh, but no, everything is, everything is great for those of you all who are worrying. And I'm back on my game. I'm back on my game and I'm not fucking around. I'm still attacking the hell out of my financial goals i'm still attacking the hell out of my relationship goals and i'm just sprinkling in a little of hey get your diet right get your you know keep your diet right keep your workouts right this is how it works so for a lot of you who are wondering say well how do you juggle a lot of this stuff yeah you gotta start leveraging your team you gotta find ways to leverage your team um even if i didn't have enough money to have a chef i need a i need a queen right who's willing you know who's for the most part, because due to, I'm just going to say this, due to feminism and a bunch of other stuff, a lot of women are like, I'm not fucking cooking your food. Cook your own damn food, you bastard. <laughs> I've heard it a lot, right? This is not me saying it's a generalized thing and that any one type of woman, any one type of race will talk like this. But hey, I've heard it because I've been with women who are like, I'm not cooking for you. I got my own shit to do, right? Which is why the relationship part is important. Because you need someone, you need a good team, especially if you want to be proactive. Hey, babe, I'll take care of the bills or I'll take, take care of the majority of the bills. I know you still got some things you need to do or want to do, but can you make sure the meals are cooked right? And vice versa. I'm not. Let me tell you something. I'm not a traditionalist. I'm not a traditionalist. I'm, I'm someone who is for the team. Right. So if it's vice versa. Hey, fellas, if your lady's the fucking breadwinner and she's killing it, bro, you got to look at her and go, hey, you need your meals cooked. Shit, let me learn how to do this. Let me learn how to do this. But for me, it's just really overall, it's about what's best for the team. That's it. So if somebody in a relationship, I don't give a fuck who it is and what kind of piece of equipment you got between your legs. If someone is knocking down really big results 
as the partner of that person, as the teammate of that person, it no longer is about you. Oh, I got to get my own money. Oh, I got to be my own man. I got to be my own woman. If you signed up to be a team player and signed up to join a team, you do what's best for the team. That's just hands fucking down. You do what's best for the team. So if what's best for the team is for somebody to stick back and make meals or make sure meals are ready so that both people can be healthy and live longer and live a quality life, then that's what the fuck needs to happen. Man or woman, right? We got to let this shit go. And this is something I dealt with. And we'll talk more about, you know, I got, I got a podcast coming out where I'll talk about my divorce. But yeah, this is what happened in my divorce, right? I was the breadwinner. I was making a shit ton of money. And she wanted, you know, I need my own money. And I'm like, okay, I mean, that, 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 that's, that's fine and all, but that's counterproductive to what we're doing, right? To what's going on in the relationship. Something else needs to be done. I, I'm making enough money for us over the next fucking 50 years, right? I had enough money. I mean, millions of dollars put away. And she's like, I need to go to work and make this $100,000. It's fucking unproductive. You got to know that, right? But this is what's wrong with a lot of people who are signing up to be a team, but not wanting to be team players, right? Not wanting to be team players. So I'm saying all of this to say that, hey, you have to find a team. If you don't have enough money to hire a chef to make sure your food is taken care of, then you need to, you need to have another type of team, right? The person who you are laying down with every night or you are screwing you need to find a way that makes it work, which is why I'm not a big fan of the, the two CEO, you know, model. Unless you unless both of y'all make enough money where you can hire a whole fucking household to take care of the house. Right. Like, hey, we got a, a nanny. We got a chef. We got a cleaning crew. We got this. We got that. OK, cool. That that's fine. Right. That's not what I want, but that's fine. Right. That's fine. Um, but yeah, you have to have a team. And what happens is people tend to neglect. We, what I see often is that we don't have a team and there's not enough money. So it's like, oh, we're going to be two CEOs, right? But none of y'all are making CEO money. So you can't, you also can't hire out for a team. So now you got two people working on opposite things, <laughs> right? You want to sell makeup and fucking jewelry you know, he wants to go over here and do his own thing. He's trying to build a fucking barbershop or something. And y'all make barely 40, 50 K a year each, um, which, you know, is barely a hundred K a year, maybe barely 150 K a year. And then you're wondering why your household's falling apart and why your relationship fucking sucks because she's tired at the end of the day. You're tired at the end of the day. Everything at home still needs to get done. And then y'all can't afford to do anything. Y'all can't afford, y'all can't afford help. Cause it's very hard to work 40 plus hours on your shit each and have time to come home and pour into the house, clean and cook and do all of this other bullshit. And if you got kids, you're really fucked. So long story short, this is why I'm always saying, Hey, there's a way you need to start running your life. There's a way you need to start organizing or orchestrating your team so that everything gets hit and you don't need to cover everything. The reason, and we'll talk more about this, but the reason why this is so, so prevalent to me, it's because in our community, the black and brown community, we try to do every fucking thing ourselves. Hey, you need new brakes. I'll fix them. Hey, you need an oil change. I'll change the oil. Hey, you need to cut your grass. I'll cut the grass. 
hey, tax time is here. You need to get your taxes done. I'll do those taxes. <laughs> right? Hey, uh, babe, I want to uh, paint the kids' room blue now. Oh, we'll, we'll paint it together. Before you know it, you're doing every fucking thing. And you're becoming a jack of all trades and a master of none. And it's fucking your life up. That's exactly what happens. A lot of y'all don't know that because you're in it. There's a saying, one of, my, one of my guys, he says, when you're in the fire, you don't know you're getting burned. <laughs> a lot of times when you're in the middle of the fire, you don't know you're slowly getting burned. And this is what's happening to y'all's relationships, y'all's jobs, and your careers, or your wealth, your health. You're slowly fucking burning your health. You're slowly fucking burning your relationship. You're slowly fucking burning your wealth. Right? So focus on your team. Look around you. See what, what you can change yourself. Right? It's, it's all about accountability. So what you can change yourself and what you can do better. Are you that greedy bastard who's telling everybody you need to make your own money because you don't want to rely on a woman or rely on a man that you decided to fucking marry? Right? If you marry somebody, you need you need to just fess up and go, okay, I I picked this person. I, I should be able to trust that I could rely on them financially or rely on them for whatever to run a team because a marriage is just a team. There's no more I. It's we, right? So whatever's best for we, you fucking got to do it, <laughs> all right? So all of that being said, I hope this podcast was very helpful to someone. I wanted to share my story in hopes to, that I could help somebody else out there. Because maybe you haven't had a stroke, but maybe you are doing some bullshit that may lead you to something even worse than a stroke. Right? So, with that being said, any questions you have, any topics you want to talk about, the best way to get them to me is to leave me a five-star review on this podcast. And inside of that review, put your question or your topic. I'll make sure I get to it. Other than that, let's keep getting to this bag and life wealth health finances baby or family relationships whichever one you want to put it right but family finances relationship all of that stuff is what i consider getting to the bag in life so let's get to it let's keep working on it i'm gonna keep showing up doing these podcasts for you so that you can learn from me and my experiences other than that i love you i'll talk to you soon peace